0: You're listening to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith. These podcasts aim to communicate topics of interest from the world of credit unions. Are credit union dividends really necessary? Can United Kingdom and Irish credit unions compete with banks and building societies at paying high rates of interest on savings? This is a topic I've decided to tackle in this podcast. And today I've got Paul Jones and Nick Money, both from the Swoboda Research Centre, giving me some advice and pointers and hopefully sparking some discussion in the boardrooms of various credit unions throughout both countries. Obviously, I've been drawn to this subject as a result of the enormous increase in interest rates that we haven't seen for 10 years, in the United Kingdom at least. I mean, I start from the point of view of really challenging what is a credit union dividend. I understand it's a way of distributing surplus earnings by the credit union and in many ways makes us different from other financial institutions. What is the function of dividend in a credit union? Why do credit unions do it? If there was somebody new to credit unions now and they said, well, surely credit unions are for helping people with low cost borrowing. What's the purpose of paying a dividend?
1: Well, I always remember, Chris, what our friend Ralph Swoboda used to say. He had the answer, and it's the answer I'll give you now. Ralph always said the very purpose of a cooperative financial institution is to give the members a better deal on financial services. Not a worse deal, a better deal across the board. And for example, it was really good recently when we went to Ireland to see the credit unions in Ireland now kind of giving their members access to current accounts at a rate to price, which beats the banks in Ireland. And of course, they've got to give a a good return. Uh, They've got to give a good rate on loans. We know that. But they've also got to give a good rate on savings. Because if we don't give members a return on their savings, actually members are losing money. And one of the reasons is credit unions have to pay or should pay a dividend or interest on savings is to actually keep the value of people's money. Otherwise, the value goes down. And that's not giving people the best deal on financial services. It's about rewarding savers as well. The people that economically participating in the credit union. You know that savers and borrowers, there's always a balance in a credit union between savers, serving savers and serving borrowers. But you must serve savers as well.
0: Nick, I'll bring you in. You used to work in the bank and now you work in the credit union movement and you've worked in both at the same time. There are all sorts of different dynamics here. Paul's suggesting that there's a sort of raison d'etre for credit unions, that they should have savings and borrowing at the same time for members. But you know that there's a commercial drive that says that it has to be a
2: competitive
0: rate of interest for savers.
2: We know that there are some members in credit unions who who aren't sensitive to rate on their savings. And that there may be very many members who, particularly savers with with relatively low balances, for whom the return on those savings is not their driver for being part of the credit union. And this is also the case with borrowing for some groups of members, for whom getting the service and the convenience and the other things are the priority for them. But you're right, Chris, that from a commercial perspective, if credit unions want to grow, increasingly they need to be seeking to serve people who might be more rate sensitive. Uh, Certainly, as the base rate environment changes in the next two or three years, anyone who is looking at return on their savings even if they're not you know what in the industry we used to call rate charts but even if they're just looking to see am am i going to as paul mentioned getting you know your your savings keeping up with the value of money am i going to get something back if the credit unions are not indicating that they are going to give something back then that may be a deterrent to growth and i also think that in that question of sensitivity to rate there's also I i do think there's a risk of complacency for credit unions here so Credit unions say, you know, our members aren't very sensitive to rate. Well, that might be because actually it's because their relationship with the credit union is pretty weak and they've got a £1,000 or a €1,000 sitting there and they don't really care because it's their third or fourth savings account. Well, if we want to strengthen that relationship and become a primary provider to that person, we might need to offer them something more than the value of supporting borrowers. And also maybe, you know, if we asked our members directly, are you happy? That we don't pay a dividend or we pay a very very low dividend do we think they'd all say yes or are we sort of is it is it just that when we don't pay a dividend they don't go because you know that, that isn't quite the same thing as members being happy and supportive of not getting any kind of return on their savings so i do think credit unions want to become the primary savings provider or even secondary savings provider to a larger group of people they're probably going to need to show that the return comes with it as well as uh, all the good things about supporting borrowing in their community. Assuming here in the UK that rates
0: continue to grow, and there's no reason why they shouldn't, looking at what's been happening since Christmas, is it possible then that there is going to be some sort of money flowing out of credit unions now because, quite simply, they can get 10% interest return on on their money elsewhere, that some money starts going out. There must be an issue on this. And I, I challenge you, Paul, you say that it's the, the reason why credit unions exist. But surely that moral foundation is going to become under attack the more interest rates grow.
1: I think that's correct. But it all depends, of course, as Nick has already said, on the demographic of, of your membership. There are people, there are members who, particularly in credit in credit unions that serve lower income communities, where people as Nick already said are not rate sensitive, they're not rate sensitive for loans and they're not rate sensitive for for savings. And that those savings will probably stick. And of course also we've seen in, you know, in Ireland particularly, uh, caps put on savings balances. You know, we, you can't actually save 100,000 euros in this credit union because of various reasons we'll go into, we can't actually cope with those savings because here's the rub. The rub is to actually be able to give a dividend on savings, you've actually got to be good at lending. That's the thing they go together. I don't think there's any credit union does not want to give a dividend or interest on on member savings. It's not kind of, we don't want to do it. We can't do it because we don't have the money. And we would if we could. And the reason why there's a spread, you see, because at the moment, many credit unions are borrowing money off their members at zero rate and lending it out at 12 and sometimes in the uk at over 20 and over 40% apr that spread should enable a credit union to give a dividend back to its members but if you if you're not lending properly that's the case in ireland if you've got low you know low loan to asset ratios you know you're not generating the income so that that they all go together if you're organization if your operations are not as as efficient as slick as digital as they could be all of that adds in costs so that's why credit unions can't pay is because it's linked to their ability to lend and the ability to have efficient organizations efficient operations and what we do find where credit unions are efficient are unable to lend they can and do pay dividends just take the example of Enterprise Credit Union in Liverpool, that was paying 2% dividend on all savings throughout the whole of that period when banks are giving you nothing, 0.2%, if best. So it can be done, but all of this fits together as one piece.
0: Nick, I think you touched on it earlier, this business of attraction to credit unions. Is this a another case to bring out the argument of credit unions providing more cross-sold services such as insurance, such as uh, shopping discounts, whatever, but more opportunities for credit unions to have reasons why members stay or why members are attracted other than dividend.
2: Yeah, I I think it's certainly be a very credible strategy for a credit union to pursue to try and offer a range of value to the members and as i mentioned before one of the value bits of value is that being part of a community institution and knowing that that institution is supporting people and serving people in the community that private providers potentially not interested in but on those tangible benefits chris you know non uh, that generate non-interest income that might be absolutely the uh the right thing to do but i just suppose I want to reinforce paul's point in the near term credit unions are unlikely to be generating the kind of revenues from other services that say credit unions in north america do and therefore it is lending in the in the short term is absolutely critical to british and irish credit unions if over time they can diversify other other streams for their bow in terms of whether it's current accounts or as you suggest chris some kind of i don't know shopping deals or, or other other ways of giving value to members that will also help generate value for the credit union then that's great but that's a, probably a longer term endeavor
0: paul some credit unions say that their argument is that they plow any surplus back into the development of the credit union and if you see the sort of electronic and digital revolution that we've just gone through in the last 10 years, that's where a lot of surpluses has gone. So surely there's a sort of boardroom discussion here that says, shouldn't be giving dividend, we should be making the credit union more fit for purpose.
1: Well, of course, you do have to plough resources into the development of the credit union. I mean, that goes without saying. And credit unions are developing uh, digital services, improving IT and so on. All of this is essential to becoming a modern credit union in this day and age. Of course, that goes without saying. But also, going back to being a successful credit union, I don't know if you remember, Chris, when we did a lot of research years ago, we learned a lot from the World Council of Credit Unions operations in South America. And there was a guy there called David Richardson who wrote a paper for the World Council and he identified the seven doctrines of success. Doctrine, I think it was number two, was the maximisation of savings. You cannot build a stable credit union sector unless you maximise savings and maximise them big style. Now, putting caps on savings like they've been forced to in Ireland for reasons we know, and we wrote a recent uh, Swoboda paper on on that, uh, which people can see on our website, Uh, which for all for understandable reasons but caps on savings are not gonna create an alternative community bank on the island of ireland maximizing savings will going hand in hand with the maximization of of lending why does maximization of savings matter well because unless if unless you've got the savings you can't do the lending and if you can not do the lending can't generate the income which you can't pay the dividend it's all a big circle (laughs) But you can't maximize the savings either, unless you offer, as I said at the very beginning, as Ralph said, unless you offer people a good deal on their savings. You might keep a several, you know, people might keep, you know, a couple of thousand euros in a credit union. Fine. And they're not rate sensitive on a couple of thousand euros because it ain't going to make no difference. They ain't going to keep the hundred thousand euros that they got because when they retired, put it in the credit union. Well, A, often they can't because there's a cap. And B, they're going to get a better rate putting it in a bank. Well, that is not, if you look at the development of credit unions around the world in the South America as we did then, that isn't a very (laughs) successful way forward because we know we have to have a diverse membership. We serve people on low incomes with low savings balances, but we really need to capture the big savers too. And we won't capture the big savers Unless we are competitive with rates on savings. And why should somebody save a hundred thousand euros with you and forget nothing? It's crazy. You wouldn't. So we've got this, we've got to break through that barrier. There's got to be a transformation. And there is a transformation starting in Ireland and in, in Britain. There is a transformation where credit unions will be able, hopefully, to accept people's retirement uh, retirement pots of money like we know about you know and get a decent return on it and and that money of course is helping people in the community because that's been recycled through borrowing that's how I see it
0: you you haven't solved the problem for the credit unions with this discussion but you certainly fueled the arguments that are going to take place in boardrooms regarding, should it go to surplus or should it go to uh, plough back into the business? I mean, this discussion will carry on.
2: The important thing is, what is a saver member receiving from? What is the value they're receiving from their credit union? And if boards are concerned that they can't afford a dividend or they can't afford a dividend that looks competitive with a private sector bank savings rate, then what else can they offer? And maybe it's about reminding members, the saver members, about the value of their savings to those people who are are able to borrow as a result. But I think it's just having in mind that, you know, in line with principle three of the cooperative values and principles, you know, we are economic, member economic participation. We're not a charity savers, are not donors. And so it's just having a mind to making sure that those people are also, they're not borrowers, they are also getting something, some, they understand the benefit they're getting from the credit union and it sustains the relationship between them and the credit union.
0: So a big thank you to Paul and Nick from the Swoboda Research Centre. That's Nick Money and Paul Jones. Big thank you to them. I took the opportunity to ring round a few of my contacts throughout the credit union world to ask them some of these questions that we've been struggling with here. And that is, are some of credit union members rate tarts and they leave the credit union if we pay insufficient dividend? Another question we asked is, is the modern member expecting a good return on their savings or not? The other question I asked, number three, was, should the surplus be ploughed back into the business instead of a dividend to the members? And finally, do members ever ask about prospective dividends? I've had some great answers. i start off with John Smith. Many of you will know John Smith, long-term chief executive of the Holland East Yorkshire Credit Union, which now is called Hay Credit Union. John's still very much involved with that credit union, and he said that in his experience, he doesn't think that members appear to be rate right tarts. He says that some of their members are saving with them because of the return. But there are other factors and motivators that draw members to their credit union. And when I asked John about the modern member expecting a good return, he said he thinks that some members do. And drawing on his 30 odd years of involvement in credit unions, he says often when he's doing payroll members recruitment, the first question will be asked, especially of people that have never heard of a credit union before, is what sort of return do we get on savings with you? When they're recruiting in the community setting, I think it's hardly ever mentioned. And it did make him smile sometimes, he said. I asked John, should the surplus be ploughed back into the business instead of a dividend to members? This is a discussion that they've had in their boardroom for many years and he expects in many other boardrooms. He says, personally, he does feel that members should be given some return as proof of the benefits of cooperative training. And he says that Hay Credit Union has paid a dividend to savers every year since it began. And although the rate's gone up and down in line with results, we haven't ever paid interest on savings. He pointed out that the board had many interesting debates on the return to members. And there's usually two camps. There's the more cautious part of the board that urges dividends to be rounded down while others wanted to pay a maximum possible. We've even paid a dividend, albeit a very low one, in the two years when we made a trading loss. I then caught up with Christine Moore, the Chief Executive Officer of Manchester Credit Union, and I asked her the same question about rate tarts. She said that she thought it was the contrary was true. Some people who joined specifically for the gold saver account that they opened a few years ago, did take the money out when it closed, but less than half of them did. She said that a focus group of savers that they spoke to in 2018 were overwhelmingly agreed that they were not interested in the rate, but glad that their money was being used for good and to help other people. She went on to say that she thought that sometimes they've been a bit stingy with our members over the last couple of years, but they're really planning to turn that round this year. She also went on to say that they've got 18% capital now and we should not just keep trying to accumulate more, as it's our members' money after all. She said, don't get me wrong, we're still prudent and we have more bad debt provision than we need. She added that she thinks a lot of people today are more concerned about having an ethical place to save and borrow rather than chasing rates. And Christine said the other thing is that she thinks it's good to do and try and reduce interest rates if we're making a good surplus, which they did a couple of years ago. She says it can be tricky. (music) I then spoke to Carol Gillan, used to be Carol McHarg. She's Chief Executive Officer at First Alliance Community Bank in Scotland. Carol, are they rate tarts? She said... Well, in our experience, no, they're not. Very few of our members ask about dividends, even those with high balances. So in answer to, is the member expecting a good return? Carol said no. Although some ask before they join and some decide not to join as we don't pay any interest. And sometimes the free death benefit is a carrot for joining. And in our experience, the ones seeking interest and dividend are not the borrowers. I then went on to ask Michael Byrne, Chief Executive Officer of Core Credit Union Ireland. So, Michael, are your members rate tarts and they leave the credit union if insufficient dividends paid? And he said, the vast majority of our members are not. Reality is most members have modest savings, which wouldn't attract much interest, no matter where they're held. A small number, he said, do hold proportionately more of the savings. He said that I would estimate that less than 5% of savings would be at risk of moving to better rates. I asked the same question of Michael that i asked the others, and is the modern member expecting a good return on their savings and shares? Well, he said it depends on the purpose of the account. Again, if savings are large amounts, then yes. But again, majority of cases, member want their money just to be safe. I asked him the question about surplus being ploughed back into the business instead of dividend. He says, no, where the surplus is sufficient to build capital, members should be rewarded by way of a dividend and an interest rebate. I then got in touch with John Mackin, Assistant Chief Executive Officer at the Transport Credit Union in Scotland. So, John, are your members rate tarts and do they leave the credit union if you pay insufficient dividends? He said that while there's always been those who believe in the philosophy of credit union, there's always going to be a minority who certainly focus more on return. He said that his own credit union, shares in the credit union, up to 45,000, can be all in a standard account or up to 20,000 in a higher dividend account. So it seems that they've got different gold shares, platinum shares, standard shares, all offering different levels of dividend so what about Scottish members then? Are they uh, modern members expecting a good return, I asked John. He said a bigger return's a nice thought, but your credit union is much more than an investment. So I asked him the question about surplus and being ploughed back into the business or paid out as a dividend. And he said he firstly believes that dividends should always be a fair reflection of the past year's surplus and shared with the members with the agreement at the AGM. He said, however, the board can justify a particular AGM that the money needs to be ploughed back into the credit union. I asked Caroline Domensky, the chief executive officer at Number 1 Copperpot Credit Union in England. Caroline, are your members rate tarts? She said, generally, I find that the credit union money is sticky and doesn't react to rate changes. With that, number one, we have consistently paid a fair dividend to members over the years and aiming to avoid shock changes to the dividend. But what about members? Are the modern members expecting a good return these days? She said, I think it largely depends on the type of members the credit unions attractive. Usually a strategic decision, mostly most credit unions, aim to attract members who want to save in small amounts, monthly or weekly basis. So uh, the killer question I asked Caroline again is should the surplus be ploughed back into the business instead of dividend to members? Well she said that surplus belongs to the members and so it should be used to benefit them. This is either through investment back into the business or in dividends. These are strategic decisions for the board and regarding how the credit union best serves its members. Ask Karen Bennett, Chief Executive Officer at Enterprise Credit Union in Merseyside in England. Go on then and Karen, I said, are your members rape tarts? She said, look, when we opened up a corporate membership, it was a concern. However, she said, I'm glad to say we've maintained a 2% dividend for the past eight years. So she said she hasn't seen a big pull on those chasing higher rates. In fact, only one person who had £50,000 withdrew shares to chase a rate elsewhere. And that was last year's when the bank started opening up the offerings. But not a big trend, she said. When I asked her the question about are members expecting a good return... She says, I suppose a lot comes from the demographics that we work in. What we did do was open a gold saver account with a fixed return and found a lot of older members liked this and took it. And over the past three years, we've accrued over 1.2 million into that. So we call that sticky money. And it's very rare you see people closing these, that it's always above 0.5 above any proposed dividend. And we set a £10,000 maximum. But we did increase it to £20,000 a few years ago. Should the surplus be ploughed back into the business instead of a dividend to members? And she said, we try to aim for a 30% surplus to be given back to members. And this year, it'll be 38%. (music) I got in touch with Dave McCauley, Chief Executive Officer at Donor Credit Union in Ireland, and asked him, do they have rate tarts for members and they take the money if there's insufficient dividend? He said, well, in" General our members are not big savers, so while there will be one or two members disgruntled with no dividend, they tend to be older category and not borrowing. Do you think younger modern members expect a return? He says, well, generally no, as low returns have been the situation for a number of years. As interest rates are gradually rising, expectation perhaps will increase in due course. He says, but we'll counteract it by adding dividend, by adding new services and communicating better with the members. So what about ploughing surplus back into the business or into dividend for members? Well, Dave McCauley said, it's a balancing act. Strengthening of reserves is important, but you must be seen to be giving something back. there we have it and as the song goes we have probably more questions than answers but I do think it's a subject that will attract more attention in boardrooms this year as a result of the change in interest rates in banks right across Europe. Meanwhile it remains for me to just say thanks to John Smith, Christine Moore, Carol Gillen, Michael Byrne, John Mackin, Caroline Domansky, Karen Bennett, Dave McCauley, and anybody else that contributed to this. And not least, Paul Jones and Nick Money from the Swoboda Research Centre. Bye for now. You've been listening to Talking Credit Unions with Chris Smith. This is a not-for-profit podcast and my time is given freely. I'm constantly on the lookout for stories and topics of interest to credit unions, especially, but not exclusively, in the United Kingdom and Ireland. A contribution to my cost has been made by the Swoboda Centre and I work with them for additional distribution and inspiration. Thanks for listening today and if you wish to leave any feedback please contact smithowls at gmail.com that smithowls, all one word, at gmail.com Bye now!